Are these are they gonna work? Maybe so. They're gonna work. We'll do that a lot. Alright. Uh, shut up. Podcast. Yeah. Starting. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. Very committed one that one. Yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Celluloid Breakdown. I'm Joey Bonnier. To the right of me is Sean Craw. Across the table is Derek Laporte. Why not? And next to him, Tim Snow. Old Timmer. Another, really? Another verse of this? Okay, there we go. It it, it does go on a lot. It goes goes for a while. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. It's enjoyable. It's made to be looped. It's a great song. It's Super Mario 64, basically. (laughs) It's it's similar. It's Uh, It's not dissimilar. Absolutely. Okay, so for this episode... As you've already checked out when you looked at the title of this podcast, we watched The Ballad of a Soldier. We finally fucking mm-hmm. did it. <laughs> yep, we did it. We did it. We've been talking about it for how long? A long time. A long time. It finally happened. A couple of months. The reason it didn't happen is because we got some guests in there. We got some so. fantastic guests yeah. in there. Some fantastic guests that recorded some fantastic episodes with us that are all available on the Fawcast Network. True, true. <laughs> Fawcast.com. <laughs> also Patreon slash Fawcast. Yeah, there's also a yeah. Patreon. Give us money. <laughs> yeah, please. It's yeah. about all yeah, that. Please. Yeah, please. Yeah. Again, is expensive. Again, if it becomes a certain amount of money, we're going to make our own movie and then watch it and review it and talk about how bad it is on the show. Absolutely. Well, it'd be good, though. Yeah. It's actually, yeah. Okay. It'd be, it'd be good. You I guys think it would be good? Okay, so I'm going to rail on it then. At it'd the be very good. least, it's actually feasible. Derek, mean, yeah. Derek doesn't like anything, so. That's not true. Uh, most things. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. Most things yeah. I don't Derek like. Derek likes there are some elbow things. pads. I like elbow pads. We've uh, already talked about it. Cotton candy is pretty good. I really should like we do a crowdsource movie? Like uh, everyone writes one line of dialogue and then we just kind of like randomly draw it out of a hat oh yeah, and make yeah. a movie. Yeah. And then we all like, yeah, like one totally bullet in a revolver and totally. then spin it around on a table. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. Right, everyone tweet us your line and then tweet us how many bullets should go in the revolver. Absolutely. Exactly. So it's like a Russian Sex. roulette movie, which yes. is kind of like what this is, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In that, of 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 six chambers, only one of them was loaded. <laughs> and you never knew when it was going to fire. Yeah, and you're like, is it going to go? I don't know. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yep. This week we watched Ballad of a Soldier. We did. Yay. 1959 in the By Soviet Gregory Union. Chukre. 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 You guys love saying his name. Chukre. Chukre. Gregory Chukre. Mm. Um, I just kind of want to dive right in. So yeah. we're going to talk to Mr. Derek Laporte. Okay. And we're going to ask him what his overall first impressions first impression? are. Derek, what do you um, think? Yeah. So, uh, to kind of, as we're watching it, um, the, it starts off with a bang where you got like action going on. Mm. Yeah. I didn't actually expect it to be so actiony. Um, and then it ended up proving me correct as the <laughs> film went on. That my expectation was right, um, and bit of a cock teaser. I guess. Well, I, I guess after about twenty or thirty minutes, I started realizing. Okay, so the entire movie is going to be his journey back. It's about a train, um, huh? Yeah, and then I was like, okay, and then once I got that, I was like, oh, it's kind of you know, it, for what it is, it's it's 
it's good. It's got some interesting scenes in there and stuff. Uh, but there is that transition to where you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be the rest of the movie. You know, that expectation of something else and then kind of that it's a little different. That's all. Okay. Uh, Sean, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I kind of agree with Derek. It started off with like, uh, something a little interesting, kind of ridiculousness with like, you know, one dude taking out five tanks or whatever the fuck it was with his goddamn rifle. Um, but you know, at least stuff was happening and then stuff stopped happening and then like nothing happened and we were on a fucking train and like, we were just watching a stupid dude do stupid things for stupid reasons and fucking, Yeah. <laughs> I can I'm with you on that uh, I mean it's, it's okay I mean to be honest I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised how the movie looked that kind of was like my first impression honestly I was like wow this looks really good actually it looks like a lot of interesting shots and stuff going on look great lighting and whatever mm. so, but that was interesting well at least to me to whatever mm. but the point <laughs> I can see you humming but uh, I can hear you <laughs> but the thing is I think it was really just a lot of specific moments to make him look good I really wasn't interested too much in his story I figured he was always going to make it back home this here is what you call uh, propaganda yeah it felt very 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 propagandy more than usual you know even more than like you know Memphis Bell and those other you know yeah this is Russian propaganda baby <sighs> this was real this is like I, I kept like I, I still haven't stumbled upon the the right um, phraseology but this is the Russian Captain America like this is a you know can do no wrong sort of uh, you know wholesome all American boy like you know just going home to see his mommy it really was, yeah. Um, Tim, what did you uh, think of this? What was your first impression? Well, this was my pick. And I was... Please clap. <laughs> that was really nice. That you was deserve, the highlight of my day. You totally mm. deserve that, Tim. Either way, uh, so I picked this a couple of weeks ago. I picked this blind um, on the internet. I was kind of looking through. I wanted to watch something that was Russian. Um, cause we hadn't done any films from Russia yet. Didn't and seem like he was rushing anywhere to I've, me. I've been spending the last three years reading, uh, <laughs> uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky's The Idiot. Jesus. <laughs> I'm a little over halfway through. Jesus. <laughs> I carry the book with me just about mm. everywhere I go. Just to look cool. It's no, I'm just, I cannot <laughs> give up on this fucking book either way. Um, so just, you know, I, I just, you know, I appreciate Russian culture. I, th I think it's, it's fun. Um, and I wanted to, uh, <laughs> it's, okay. Can I, can I dive a little bit here? Sure. <laughs> why, why, what made Open you just, that first nesting what made you decide to uh, dive into Russian culture? But what, what prompted you? Mm, you know, I just, I, I, there's just such a bleak outlook uh, <laughs> from like the Russian spirit that I just think I, I just, uh, I really enjoy it. It's kind of like, it's like stoicism almost, but, okay. uh, like a weird communistic sto stoicism. Do you kind of share that bleak outlook? Well, I mean, I think everything sucks a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair. Uh, can I ask another question? I don't know anything but, about so, the, the idiot Dostoevsky. Does Dostoevsky, uh, have a lot, anything similar about this, God, to this dumb. movie? 
Um, <laughs> no, you know, other than the guy's middle name being Nikolaevich and him being, uh, you know, because like we, this guy's kind of a Christ figure. Is and, there some and and Michigan? Michigan is also kind of a, yeah, a but, Christ figure. But the. the this guy's the, a little less naive than Michigan is. Michigan's he's a little less naive. naive, and the story itself is much more naive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, other than that, I wouldn't say uh, it's two. It's two entirely different societies because you're looking at like like the USSR in this film. You know, this was released under uh, what I think might like was it the height of the Soviet Union? Like back in the U.S. Back in the U.S. Jesus Christ. Back in the US. Was it the, Joey, I'm talking to you now? Uh, yeah, I was going to let him at least finish his troll. I don't know. I don't know why. But yes, I would say around the early 60s, late 50s was. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally different societies. Because it's like I think you, mid 19th century Russia is I would, what the idiots said in. Well, no, but, but I guess what I'm sorry, what I was driving at earlier was that maybe, and again, I don't know anything about Dostoevsky, was that he has something to say about the typical or the typical Russian man or whatever the the, the uber mensch of Russia, mm. you know, again, maybe I'm reaching. I'm reaching, I bet. Yeah. You're looking at me like I'm reaching. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I don't really follow. Either way. So the movie. Oh, For someone that's never read the book, you're doing great. I thought it was. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was saying that maybe he's similar to the main character, no, Alexi. A, l- a little mm-hmm. bit, a little bit, yeah. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Whatever. I think Derek Derek not, was correct in that like, a whole he's lot. a little like, less yeah. naive. And, and well, then- he's a, he loves his mom, obviously. Uh, even though he's a fighter, he's a reluctant fighter. He was fighting in self-defense when he killed the two tanks. Yeah. He, he was running away kind of and just yeah. like, you know, he wasn't like heroically like, you know, doing a, he was running away. The yeah. idiot also doesn't just completely follow one character necessarily no, you have like you have basically two other kind of main characters that are in it okay. as well yeah um, okay yeah either way Bye. i liked the idea of this movie this movie sounded great on paper <laughs> uh because like i thought i was expecting that it was going to be you know this guy heading home through war-torn russia having been like a soldier on the front lines and blah 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 and i thought it'd be like this kind of grand rumination on war and i was really excited for like some fucking philosophy mm-hmm. and uh i got exactly what i should have expected which is a fucking russian movie from 1959 sleepless in mm. seattle on a train yeah pretty much <laughs> it's just like oh no come to best yes <laughs> like, yeah. um yeah, so there were there was some interesting cinematography. Uh, I was really disappointed in the story overall. Um, Why? I just it, it was it was just propaganda. Yeah. You know, he he was just a Christ figure on his way home from from war, like spreading hope. It's to, odd too because to this takes place after and what they call uh, the Khrushchev thaw, which is a time after the death of Stalin when they stopped being quite as censored with uh, what mm-hmm. they were releasing. So I was thinking this would be more anti-war than it is. Yeah. I still think... Chukrit was a big military guy, though. He, yeah, had, a, he had a military true. career. Yeah, so... And this is all completely funded by the government and everything, right? Yeah, like, is, well, it later is, too. Like, But there's there are, like, completely anti-war films that the government funds yeah. in later. Um, but it's like the German system, right? I mean, it's not like the American yeah. system works. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's government funded. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's kind of weird that it's not more anti-war than it is. Mm-hmm. I still think it is a little bit. Um, 
because it it does feel like what you're left with kind of Mm -hmm. at the end is kind of that it's not pro-war definitely because you you know you see them it dividing them again Mm -hmm. uh so i don't know i think it is a little pro-war uh in that it doesn't show any of the horrors pretty much just one tiny battle scene yeah, well, it's all uh, completely it's defensive war, the too. battle scene too. Exactly. But I mean, everything is justifiable because they're the ones being attacked. So like, it's a right, war true. on their own land, essentially. Yeah, so like, you know, they can be the heroes. You know, they, they are not the aggressors, essentially, in this battle. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the literally, the you know, Operation Barbarossa, you know, the Nazis invading Russia is the seminal moment in Soviet history. Like, they will back, go back to it and they will go back to it even still, all the time. I mean, they, they're still worshiping Stalin right now, well, which is crazy. I mean, that not that like the most successful historical campaign in Russia? Like, um, uh, yeah, I guess you could argue they fought back Napoleon in some ways, but that, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of uh, Russian military history, sure, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll say yeah, I'll agree, yes, I'll say yes. Okay, I don't know. I just, it's all it's like a boiling down five hundred years of military oh, I just, history. I just thought it was kind of like uh, commonly accepted that like anyone that goes into Russia is just fucked no matter what, and like the Germans knew that, but they you know still did it, and they did you know kind of better than most others fared. There's a lot of factors involved. I mean, there's a lot of ins, a lot of outs. Yeah, I mean, everyone says the weather, plus the fact that honestly the Soviets got their shit together. They made a shitload of more tanks, and they got a lot of money from the UK and. America mm. through the lend lease, and they had a lot of Sherman tanks. Uh, blah 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 blah. You know, whatever. Yeah. The point is that there's a lot of reasons. Um, I think, um, I, I do think this is just interesting because they they showed the other side. They they didn't show the war at all. They showed the the women at home, the children. You know, the, the it, it made the soldiers. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. I mean, it, it, obviously, it was tough to, when they showed that whole story with the with a woman who was uh, turned out to be a prostitute. Um, Do you have any idea what percentage of people um, were left home and what percentage actually went to war? Like, would the vast majority of the Russian experience been more the civilian home front thing? It depends who you are. A, I mean, if you're a young man, no, I mean, you're going to the front, I would say. Pretty much just all men of fighting age were to the front, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. So just women would have, so this was a movie for women? Like, is this a movie that- Well, we, it's 59, so it's kids who kind of grew up or born, you know, maybe right after. Yeah. You know, 15, 14, 13-year-olds kind of thing. That's my guess. I mean, it, it seems like that kind of- age group that I would be like, oh, he's a cool hero guy. He's He saves people from a burning train. Oh, that's true. And they still would have been back in the civilian lifestyle. So they would have still like seen this as, you know, yeah, a separate entity. Yeah. I mean, but uh, honestly, I'm, I'm not so against watching propaganda. You know, it yeah. is interesting in its uh, own way and it it's, gives you- It's a- just, it's aggressively pro-communist. Yes, it is. <clears throat> I mean, as soon as they hear about the battles from the radio, and mm-hmm. there's all the whole village is listening on the radio to see what the, you know what happens. They hear they they lost two battles, and they go right back to work. Immediately back to work, and all and the camera shows them it like pans you know the whole way. Well, not the whole way, but he shows a lot of people extras working, just going right back to work. And it's like okay, no one shows any emotion. No one does. They just go right. Back. Okay, I get it, but it's a little bit. You know, a little bit, a lot uh, of a sanitized version of what the Soviet Union was, mm-hmm. is gulags. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
for the standard Russian people, though. That, I mean, that was kind of the, the I don't want to say nice thing about the Russian system of gulags, but either way, you weren't surrounded by those people. So like the regular citizenry wouldn't necessarily be faced on a daily basis with the gulags. So this could be more representative of what the non, you know, sure. locked up citizenry would be, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a nice sanitized version of the war. Um, I mean, but the th- but I agree with Derek, it's not completely pro-war, which is interesting. It really, because mm-hmm. I, I am a little befuddled trying to like kind of just go keep example after example after example. Um, but but to the idea that it just simply doesn't show any of the carnage or any- I never got that it was anti-war. I never really got I mean, it either, but it's not completely pro. It's, it's pro, but it's not, I don't know, Derek, I'm sorry. Mine goes from the thing that is commonly said where you can't make a war film that doesn't end up somewhat anti-war. Like it's an impossibility. I totally understand that. But watching this movie, I didn't really get like at the worst war is a part of life. Like that is the most anti-war that it got is that it's like, uh, you know, just something that we deal with. It does avoid the hard duty kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, they're here and we got to do this, but you know. Let's yeah. see if we can live mm-hmm. our lives otherwise as well. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting things. So I watched a, a documentary and uh, there was a, there was a w- woman who had like worked in this kind of field. Uh, the Germans came in during World War II, kind of took over that area. And they had like, they put all their stuff inside this church and this chapel and thing. Uh, And then she said that basically it kept changing hands throughout the war. She said by the end of it, you know, the Russians, like her own people came back through and they like they tore the the church down to build like something else with it. And she's like, all the you know, all these other people didn't do that, you know, yet here we were like here. Here you have Russians doing that to other Russians, you know, tearing down this this thing that should be there and had been there for like hundreds of years, you know? Oh, so you're saying the, the other countries still had enough reverence and respect Somewhat, for this building yeah. as a church to according not tear to, it down and reuse it. According but to When her, the Russians finally took it back over, they... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, and I bring that up because that is, that was like, you know, an, a situation in which it's actually like somebody who was Russian and lived through that as mm-hmm. just a, somebody who didn't go off to war. And kind of how it was, yeah, or whatever. Um, what do you think they're trying to say overall with that, though? What's the overall symbolism? Because I, I have a theory. I, I mean, I think they're trying to. I'm sorry, but I, but I think they're oh. trying to say that they're like you know they're 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 their own worst enemy kind of thing. Like they're, you know, the the Russians will uh, burn their own cities to the ground. They'll, yeah, you know, Stalin will murder his own people. Yeah, and and they still like uh, it's a common thing to like go through and and burn fields there in order to plant. Again, right. like later, uh, but now they now they do it almost for n- no reason because there's nobody. Mo- most of the people in Russia live in like cities. Yeah, like they're moving out out of the country really, and they're moving to cities. It's only like older people living out in the country. You know, that's pretty much all countries now, though. Right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, I mean, any you know what quote unquote civilized country or we can't say first world anymore. So what can't like, well, I think we- first world sounds better than civilized. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, of uh, actually, no, you're, you're totally yeah. right, but yeah. I don't know what whatever the term is for the uh, more advanced societies. Uh, but the more advanced a society gets, essentially, the more we gravitate towards urban life. Yeah. Um, I did want to make one more historical point, which I thought was interesting because you reminded me of because well, I talked about Napoleon earlier, but uh, the Russians did burn Moscow. Like when before Napoleon mm-hmm. got there, they left Moscow and they kind of burned it completely to the ground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and, they wouldn't have any supplies and they would freeze yeah, through the winter. And it worked, which, but you know, it, it, it it's you know a pyrrhic victory. It, so it's like, uh, I, and I think that's a kind of a common theme. I, I, hopefully, I'm not stereotyping Russians too much, but of kind of, you know, yeah, you're kind of winning, but you're really har- harming your own people. And uh, well, isn't I, that a common battle tactic? Like anytime you leave a I fucking so. settlement, you you're fucking, right. In general, you're yes. not going to leave them with fucking things to work with. Fair yeah. enough. Absolutely. I think yeah. Completely agree. I take your point. I, I played StarCraft. Yeah, but I think that it's just it's a I, it's a theme, and for them, it's just yeah. like they're you know they're obviously talking sacrifice as yeah. well. You know, sure. I mean, there's tons of stories. I mean, even I don't want to you know just go by movies, but there's tons of movies representations of World War II where you see you know Russians shooting their own soldiers when they're retreating from battle. Oh yeah, you know, you've seen. Yeah. I mean, I, that is somewhat realistic. I don't know if it's complete. Yeah, how much is propaganda and how much is? I would guess uh, it probably happened. I don't the, know about the how fucking the fucking cowardly commie. If you're offended by what Joey said, tweet at us. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. If you're offended by what I said, fuck off. <laughs> Again. Yeah, don't tweet at us if you're offended <laughs> by yeah. what Sean yeah. says. Yeah, tweets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. please. Okay, so um, let's talk about Al- Alexei. I forget his little nickname. What's his nickname? Al- Alexei Nikolaevich. Tank killer. Alyosha. Alyosha. Alyosha is his first name. I love that. His proper name is Alexei Nikolaevich something. Something special. Uh, soldier. D- yeah. Soldier dude. Soldier. In Ballad of a Soldier, he's soldier. Soldier. Yeah. Uh, so, Timmer, you said Yar. he was kind of a Jesus-like character. A little bit. Or, well, like, they, they try to make him out to be, you know, as much as, as, much as Warren... Uh, Warren Beatty? Mm. Warren Beatty? No, Warren Beatty? I'm, I'm fucking Good old Warren Beatty. The Jesus dude. Oh, the Marlon Brando. Mel Gibson. What? Marlon Brando. That's it. Marlon Brando. (laughs) Oh, I I gotcha. On the waterfront. As much as Marlon Brando wasn't on the waterfront. Totally. Um, So they they make him out to be, I mean, and they pick uh, an uncomfortably Aryan looking kid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, does not seem like a pro actor. Let's uh, throw that out there. No, No. nobody in this, in this movie was really. I think so. No. Was really Wasn't that also kind of a Russian thing, it. though? Didn't they, like, use a lot more real people than... Derek would probably... That, yeah, it's kind of where I was. I don't that. know, like, because they did have professional actors. Yeah, yeah certainly. Um, I, don't, I don't know about specifically this time, but I know that later... Uh, uh, when we watch Russian films later, you're going to be like stunned by how some how good some of these actors are. Mm. Um, but at this time, I think it was still because it was just after like that thing that we talked about earlier, the fall. And it, I don't World think World War II. Um, no, no, no. The the uh, oh, the, the censor the, end of their censorship. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that probably uh, you were getting more of a transition to film actors uh in it's early in that still we're talking like you know six years after stalin died right so, 
Um, still not quite there yet. Um, but no, in, in general, I don't, th- it's not the same as like Italian neorealism where it's going to be, you know, non-actors and right stuff on. like that. Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, he I, was not a good actor. No, no, he was not. Uh, the, the, the girl, not great either. She's no. okay. It's nothing. Yeah, no, this felt nothing like, to speak she had really of. long hair. She did have long hair. Yeah. Nice, really nice long. Hair, nice hair. I thought there was going to be a scene where it was going to be hanging out and he would climb up it. Absolutely. And she's in a tower. Definitely yes. a Rapunzel thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I sensed it. Yeah. Uh, this didn't pass the Bechtel test. That's for sure. No. No. Uh, yeah. Not very. Unfortunately, not very woke. No. <laughs> so what did happen? For a country uh, that was the first people to put a woman in space. Too. Yeah, yeah. By a long shot. Yeah. Mm. Feels like that was like a recent New York Times article. I was just reading and uh, seeing that. Okay, whatever. You shit and die, Joey. No, I just, that wasn't a commentary on you. There's more of a commentary <laughs> on the New York Times. <laughs> Anywho, uh, the, uh, let's move on to uh, some of the other characters. Were, were, did you guys, uh, I don't know, Who any of the ca- standout characters? The um, mom, actually, the mom was pretty good. The mom was all right. She I don't was know okay. why. She yeah. kind of, you know, she crying. She's the one-legged dude. Teared up. Did decent. Oh yeah, the one-legged guy, Mr. Fishface. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty. He, bad. he did meet like a, a real motley crew of characters on his way through. Yeah, yeah. I forgot there was it, some nice moments. Yeah, this movie's like a like a a weird nationalist ancestor to the Mike Lee movie Naked from 1993. Where it's just David Thewlis wandering around London. Hmm. Yeah. You guys made me think of something. And Sean, you made a comment earlier about how Russians are, were defending. And I think that's actually something that's fascinating to me because we were talking about kind of just how they keep going back to this, but because they're just defending their homeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's so similar to why we kind of obsess over the Civil War. Yeah. Because it's, we invaded the South. The War of Northern Aggression. War of Northern Aggression. You said it right there. Literally, it's right there. Uh, yeah. I think that's interesting. It, it evokes some extra passion when it's like you're defending your land and you can go back to it and back to it and back to it as the yeah. symbol of it's everything. Revolution. The American War. Revolution. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just, and to them, it really is that. I think we, we, we always remember it kind of when you realize how every year they celebrate it, but- mm-hmm. uh, when they get into the Stalin worship, it is fascinating because they go through these ebbs and flows. Like like Derek was saying, this is the time where Khrushchev was trying to fucking have this, you know, this open and this glasnost, this type of stuff way before then. But Well, I think this is also something we as Americans just really can't understand because we are like, what, four or five, five or six generations removed from any war on our own soil. Right. So like the idea of, you know, like you were saying, this movie is kind of for the, you know, what, 12 to 15 year olds or whatever to kind of get them, you know, amped up for Russian-ness and and like this is that propaganda that is like for those people that have gone through a war on their own soil. They Um, actually lived through this shit and now they're like, they need to be like rehyped into like understanding why they went through all that shit. Yeah. And in Russia too, like, um, so they've been through so much like as a country, Mm -hmm. but the only actual like nationally celebrated like day that brings them together, they don't celebrate Mm -hmm. their independence or anything like that. They celebrate basically what is the end of World War II, May 9th, uh, 
Is yeah. that May every day? year? Victory Day. Victory Day. Mm. V Day. Yeah. And uh, they basically celebrate that. And that is their one, even even though they've been through, like, you know, we're, we're talking about like <laughs> thousands of years before that, you know, of like history. And um, so it, it definitely is. It's a, so this to them, this is the war clearly. Mm-hmm. And this is something that they built their national identity around. Um, yeah, you know. I agree. Um, I think it's also interesting to just realize in context how close the Cuban Missile Crisis was. You know, we, we, we really were leading up to possibly World War III and, and a nuclear war at that. Well, going off of your, um, uh, you know, this being the big holiday, this is also like really the only thing that has happened under the communist regime. So mm-hmm. like, you yeah, know, Tsarist they, Russia was not that far removed. Right, right. So yeah. it's just kind of like, I, I I assume it's just a sweeping away of all the old things and like, this mm. is the start of right. our new country. Yeah, so correct. like, this is the founding and this is like, where we go forward from yeah. here. Absolutely. And it was glorious and you love exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it would kinda be like the Patriot. It's an, yeah. it's an easy sell for the same reason that the things in this movie are an easy sell. Like, uh, you know, your family members died for this. Yeah, yeah. They died heroes, so we need this celebration yep. is mm-hmm. also a celebration of that. Yeah, know? that yeah. guy that came back with one leg. There's, you know, he's a hero. He's not mm-hmm. just a, you know, helper. Yeah. yeah. And if you shoot two tanks, you're a hero too. Yeah. If you shoot one tank, you're a hero. Yeah. Yeah. With my one look. fucking bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He was good with that. He was thing. good. Just what, <laughs> what was the logic there? But his sniper rifle taking out two tanks? Yes. I don't understand it either. Yeah. No, there wasn't any. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm well, not sure what weapon it, that was. It's Russian technology. I mean, it looked like something like a 50 cal, so I'm sure they had something in that range. Like, no? What's it going to do to a tank? Oh, no, no. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm not. I, I, you like, oh, the 50 cal would do damage. Yeah. A I mean, little like, bit. It's yeah, a yeah. huge fucking gun, but like, tank. Yeah. I mean, it could put a hole through the engine, maybe. They, no. they also weren't the best tanks. I mean, the German That's tanks fair. were, you know, not as good as ours. They were quicker, yeah. but not as well armored. Yeah. Uh, or do actually, I have that backwards? Yeah, I think yeah, we have that backwards. Right on. Yeah. The Tigers and the, yeah, the pen. Is that what it was? Then we started turning, we just turned them out fast it, enough? Yeah, and, yeah. That, mm-hmm. yeah and, and actually ours really kind of still weren't very good with against But them. we they just had, had numbers. More. Right on. Um, yeah. So that's actually apparently a PTRD-41. It was actually an anti-tank rifle. Oh, right on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. Single shot. Uh, fired Bolt a f- action it was. Fired a 14.5 by uh, 114 millimeter round. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's a big round. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. They got pictures of it here, and it, it looks like the same thing that's in the I wonder movie. what a shell looks like from that. Yeah, it must be crazy. Yeah. And those have to be. Yeah. Anywho, um, I think that uh, Whoa. Whoa. Oh, you guys are looking at yeah, the gun. Found okay. the found the shell being loaded into it. It's a big fucking bullet. It's a big bullet. Um, yeah, yeah it looks like about a fifty cal. I mean, yeah. Yeah. a little bigger. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. yeah, I've got a fifty caliber bullet. That's a bottle opener. Yeah, it's not quite that big. Yeah. I mean, I do. I'm sorry to go back to this. I apologize for the just fucking do the, it. The bends. No, just shut do up. It. I know. I know. Okay, so just quickly, it, it was released later in the U.S. Sorry for doing that. I hear it, guys. Just letting you know, I hear it and I hate it. That's all. 
So Sean, make that a button. <laughs> Hopefully I talked over it, so I fucked it up. Joey, okay. go ahead. So um, it was released in 1960 in the United States. Yeah. Different than obviously there. At, at, and it was released with a bunch of other movies too. So there, I think there were obviously- tr- oh. Three movies, I think. Okay, sorry. A few. Well, the three total. Oh, really? I thought it was yeah. three Russian, three- Oh, yeah. no, 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 never mind. This is a triple feature or what the fuck are we no, talking about No, this was here? released with two other movies is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. So how is that different than a triple feature? It's not. It's just, I didn't realize they were released at this, you know, like, I didn't mean it was a triple feature. It was a cultural exchange between Soviet Russia yeah. and the United States. Gotcha. We gave them three films, I guess. They gave us three films, uh, and this was one of them. Gotcha. Well, I mean, wonder it, what that list of films are. Uh, what did we give them? That's I don't know what funny. we gave them, but they gave us uh, this, and then a film called "The Cranes Are Flying," and then the film, a film called "Fate of a Man." So they're all probably extreme Russian communist propaganda. Probably, yeah. You know, so yeah, we probably wow. gave them "Singing in the Rain," yeah. and uh, yeah, um, and supposedly the, the, the director of this and, film was buddies with Khrushchev. So. Mm. Let me just mention, I think I forgot one important point here. And that the fact is that the reason that they're going back to this war also is because that the U.S. and the Soviet Union were fighting on the same side. I yeah. mean, that is a big fucking deal. Like, that's the only time that, that these two countries have ever fought on the same side of a war, at least in the 20th century. So the idea that they're going back to it is clearly Khrushchev saying, let's make up. Let's be friends. And um, it's crazy that the year after was like literally the worst that they ever were. You know, Khrushchev and JFK were literally close to killing each other. So- I don't know, it's, it's interesting that right before Khrushchev made a very nice effort here, along with I guess, JFK, or I'm going to say Eisenhower, president. Mm. I don't know. It's an interesting, just the context of it, the coming like year after year after year, you know, 59, 60, 61. It's really interesting. It's, it's just, uh, I don't know. Well, they were essentially a new country trying to figure out who the fuck they were. I mean, yeah, especially, yeah, you're right. Six years after Stalin, as Derek said, and it's, it, mm-hmm. it's a completely different world after Stalin. And Khrushchev was navigating that and trying to make friends and then put missiles yeah. on fucking Cuba, which is crazy. But well, someone fucked him. Someone fucked him. I mean, he the was, CIA he had probably a lot fucked of, him. he had a <laughs> lot of people fucking him, probably yeah. from his own cabinet as well or something. He had a lot of people. Anyways, uh, I think it's time to move on. Um, Thank God. Uh, uh, Sean, do you have a game to play? Because I think I want to play a game to break this. Yeah, let's play a game. game. Give me a goddamn button. Hit the fucking button. I'm gonna hit it. Okay, here it goes. Jesus Christ. Whatever. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm leaning back. (laughs) Gentlemen, are you ready to guess the gross? The only game on the internet where we guess the total box office gross domestically of movies that are kind of vaguely related to the movie we just watched. So, yeah. (laughs) Today we're going to do movies that are... Continue, Sean. (laughs) Road movies. We're going to do road movies. Road Road movies. (laughs) So, gentlemen. (sighs) Ah. You'll root for them all, but you'll never guess who wins. In 1981, Hale Neat is it Needham? Needham. Needham. Uh, directed Cannonball Run. Oh, <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, 1981's Cannonball Run. 
uh, you know, we got a bunch of people in there. We got Burt Reynolds, Roger Moore, Farrah Fawcett, Dom, Dom DeLuise, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., and a bunch oh, of other wow. randoms. Uh, Jackie Chan. Um, let's see. Joey. Uh, I'm going to go with $69 million. $69 million. He's got some number on the brain there. Uh, Timmer. Uh, my guess was $75 million. $75 million, says Timmer and Derek. Uh, $23 million. $23 million, says Derek. Boy, oh boy, not a whole lot of faith in Burt. We got a close one here, but uh, coming in with just a slight victory, we have Mr. Joseph Bonnier taking it Fuck with a yo. grand total of $72.1 million. So your guess was what? 69? 69. My guess was 65. 75. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, did, it, did you win? Did it, 75 or 69, 72, 69, 70, 71. Yeah, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70. yeah he's slightly yeah, closer. He won. Yeah. He won? Yeah. He won. Ah, fuck. I, I can math. <laughs> math, is, math. Math is math. All right. What the one doesn't have, the other is missing. In 1994, directed by Peter Farley, we have Dumb and Dumber. Hmm. Mm. Of course, we yeah. have the wonderful Jim Carrey, Jeffrey Daniels, Lauren Holly, Mike Starr, and a bunch of other people. Timmer. 111 million bucks. 111 million dollars, says Timmer. Derek. 152 million. 152, oh, says Derek. Oh. And Joey. 82 million. 82 no million faith. dollars. No faith. I, I thought that was This movie was good. huge, dude. I didn't realize it was and big. And old Timmer takes it Suck. with 127 mm. million dollars. Way to go, old Timmer. Thank you. Gentlemen, the story of a rebel and his bike. In 1985, directed by Mr. Tim Burton, we have Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I love Stars Paul Rubin, obviously. Paul Large Rubin's Marge, who was in this movie. Large Marge. She was, connection. I was terrified of Large Marge <laughs> when I was a kid. That was like one of my like real problems. I could not watch that movie. I agree. Large Marge is it terrifying. scared the shit out of me. That Derek, claymation stuff? Claymation hmm. still gets me more than anything. That movie is very traumatic. $73 million. $73 million, says Derek mm. Timmer. Bold. $49. $49 million, and Joey. Said a lot. I said 90. It's a kid's 90 movie. million dollars. Old Timmer takes it again with 40 million dollars. 40.9, if you really want to get in there. Oof. Gentlemen, every Killing summer, it. Chevy mm-hmm. Chase takes his family on a little trip. This year, he went too far. In 1983, directed by Harold Ramis, we have the original National Lampoon's Vacation. We got Chevy Chase and uh, Beverly D'Angelo and Randy Quaid. And, and Beverly D'Angelo's tits. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's why I remember and her Anthony name. Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, that's true too. Um, is it? It's Anthony Michael Hall. It is Anthony Michael yeah. Hall. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm. Wrong button. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Joey, what did National Lampoon's make? I'm going to say $78 million. $78 million. Says I don't know Joey. anything. Derek. $73 million. <laughs> $73 million. Oh, maybe says I Derek. do know something. And Timmer. $21 million. Bucks. $21 million. It's fucking National Lampoon's, man. You really think that that was a blockbuster? 
You said 73, Derek? Yeah. Yeah, that'll take it. Uh, came oh. in at $61 million. Old Timmer. Way to wow. Go, Didn't get it that time. But if you're going to be wrong, be wrong a with lot. confidence. <laughs> yep. A lot of confidence. That's what Donald the other people. If you're going to be wrong, Donald be Trump wrong has taught strong. us. Be wrong yep. strong. You got to be wrong strong. I like Gentlemen, that. Next up. A journey through understanding and fellowship. The Ring. In 1988, oh. directed by Barry Levinson, we have Rain Man. In 1988, what did Rain Man bring in domestically? Obviously, we have Mr. Tom Cruise, Mr. Dustin Hoffman, um, Tom Cruise. a bunch of other nobodies. Which, uh, 88, you said? 1988. 88. Miles per hour. Indeed. Joey. Mm. Uh, you just made me say it, so 88. 88 miles per hour, says Joey. Mm. Uh, Timmer. Also divisible by 11, $55 million. 55, says Timmer. And Dirk. $73 million. $73 million. Really dying on that hill, Derek. You mm-hmm. guys have very little faith in this gigantic Oscar blockbuster of $172 Holy million. fucking dollars. shit. I should win that is definitely more than the amount of toothpicks. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. All right. Last one on the list here, gentlemen. And for all I'm of the marbles, we do have a standing tie currently between Joey and Timmer. Yeah. Oh. What he really wanted was to spend Thanksgiving with his family. Oh gosh. What oh. he got was a three day with three was three days with the turkey. Sorry. Uh, in 1987, directed by John Hughes, we have Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. One of my very favorite movies. Fantastic mm-hmm. movie. And of course we have Steve Martin, John Candy, and oh Kevin Bacon makes an appearance. That's right. He does um, just for a second. Yeah. They fight for a cap. Yep, totally. Um, and it's hair Kevin Bacon too like true. tremors Kevin yeah, Bacon very much so, so prime bacon prime how much did it make bacon one of your favorite movies 59 million dollars 59 million dollars September low hope can I um, revise that I say 73 million dollars <laughs> 73 million dollars says Derek Fuck, and Joey yeah, I really hope you're right I say I really 101 101 Ooh, says Joey the Dalmatian case. and uh, Timmer takes it with uh, 49.5 million dollars Fuck you Timmer I like me Thank you my wife for likes our me game. it has been a fantastic journey through the Total domestic gross box of movies that kind of relate somewhat to the movie we just watched. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, Sean. Thank we you for watch that. Planes, yeah. Trains, and Automobiles. It's a good movie. All right. Unfortunately, guys, this brings us to our next segment, which means I have to talk about the sound. Oh, <laughs> shit. So that means that Derek and Tim will disrespectfully leave the table and go get something to drink. Apparently. Yeah, that's fine. Again, it's actually kind of lovely for me. Anywho, uh, the music. Sean, what did you think of the music? Did you like the music? It was there. You're not an an aficionado by any any standards, but... I've played a fish or two. Yeah. Um, It's, yeah, I mean, you know, it was, I, I really... 
didn't pay much attention to it, honestly. Um, there wasn't a whole lot that was noteworthy, pun intended, um, like until uh, you pointed out that something sounded like John Williams at some point. And I kind of agreed a little bit and then just stopped forgetting to think about music again. I was actually kind of impressed with the music, personally. Yeah. I thought it was very classically operatic. Uh, it did remind me of John Williams. It actually reminded me a lot of Corn Gold. Uh, and a lot of King's Row. If you listen to you know some of the Corn Gold soundtracks, King's Row is a real famous one. And King's Row has Ronald Reagan in it. That's why I was thinking of Ronald Reagan earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so anywho, I think that there was some great stuff here, especially in the beginning. That epic intro with that the music kind of you know had this big crescendo as soon as the title came in, which I love. I just love a good opening. Anytime you use a nice opening, it was really sweet with the beautiful music and the voiceover. It just works for me. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm instantly transfixed. And if you start a movie well with good music, I still give you, you know, I'm, I'm already smiling. I'm already happy. So that was, I was interesting. Uh, Sean, what'd you think of the sound effects of the fucking tanks? That bothered the shit out of me. Um, it honestly didn't really bother me too much. I, it didn't stick out too much. I mean, it didn't sound right. It sounded more like a car than anything. But um, other than that, I didn't really find it too noteworthy. Uh, it bothered me because it was just high, high-pitched screeching. Yeah. And it, I'm, I'm wondering, like, what the fuck? Like, why aren't they just adding more bass? And that is the thing. When you want to have a fucking tank that's chasing a guy, you want to have that exact feeling of being a, of a predator chasing you. You know what a and, tank sounds like? Well, I'm assuming it's a lot bassier than... Are you sure? Have you ever been in a tank? No. You ever been near a tank? I guess I've been in... I haven't been in a running tank. German tank? I've been in a water tank. tank? Oh, Oh, I have been in an Israeli tank. Mm. Couple. They're cool. Anywho, they're loud as shit, so I've been told. Especially these old ones, because they have huge-ass diesel engines. The point is that... um, it's a great moment to add more bass because bass is what you're scared of. And it's because you're fucking hardwired lizard brain yeah. built to be scared of big ass predators who have tons of bass. And it was just a missed opportunity to add some bass, especially in that beginning chasing. It's the only fucking scene in the movie with action and it's just starting the movie with it. So it's like, again, a missed but again, opportunity. this movie wasn't about the action No, at it all, wasn't. So it's like- And the screeching know. high pitched is honestly sometimes more annoying to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like just a, a nice pick sound as opposed to the scariness of a big bass. Ah, that's interesting. But it, yeah, it just kind of feels like there was an action scene at the beginning of like a Meg Ryan movie. So like it wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't expect it to be saving Private Ryan. You'd expect it to be, you know, toned down a little bit and, you know, not supposed to be. I, I don't think they were trying to paint the picture of war as being scary. You're right. Like they were trying to paint this as like, you know, this is something we went through. Fuck. It, it wasn't great. But like, you know, now we're we're doing shit. I agree. And that's a good point. I, and I think that's, and that's actually probably then a good choice. And and the reason why they're not emphasizing the scariness of it. And that's probably, again, my uh, own bias, my own, like, you know, modern <laughs> eyes looking and say, I wish this war movie was more like Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that whole war or that whole, like him being chased by the tank scene felt more Benny Hill than anything to me. Like that didn't seem like it was um, it, it didn't feel like his life was really in danger the way that he was running from that tank. Um, it just kind of felt like, you know, he was just kind of being a little ridiculous and foppish or something about it. 
Uh, okay, so moving on from some other bullshit sounds, because I'm not going to take it too much more time here. Uh, the dialogue was fine. The background was kind of good. There was some great-ass Walla. Like, and it really kind of brought it back when he was back in the village, back with the people, back with the, you know, the, the home front. Mm. And, and they kind of used it really nicely. Uh, there was also a really great moment where they took out the sound when he was uh, alone with her on the train. And they had this long, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the long montage where they're by themselves. That must and, have been really hard to do on that soundstage. Well, I liked what they did was they basically made the train so fucking loud that they couldn't hear each other. Yeah. So then, okay, the music comes in because you can't hear each other and all you hear is music because you're staring into each other's eyes. Uh, you know, it was a cheesy, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was uh, it was classy. That's all. It was a nice, smooth transition. Um, to a one-armed scissor? It's just that those two really didn't have much chemistry and that, that was the problem. If they did, then maybe those moments would have been a little bit more interesting, I think. Mm. Sold for me. Yeah, if the characters were interesting, it would have been an interesting movie. Well, uh, at least those moments would have been, <laughs> I would have bought those moments and the music would have helped a little bit to sell those moments, I think, mm. if they were at all, I don't know, had any chemistry whatsoever. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this feels more like a uh, an after school special or something than like yeah. a, a, you know, big showcase yeah, movie. Like a, like a lifetime. Exactly, yeah. This is, this is something to, uh, to, you know, throw on for the kids more than like, you know. Something that like you'd have to watch at school. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Tamar. Yeah. Well, if you were to make an after school special today. Oh, mm. were, were I to cast it today? Is that what you're asking me? That's what I'm asking you. Oh my goodness gracious, another game. Uh, um, oh, Toothy. That's not a theme song. We don't have anything. We don't have a theme song. It's the best yeah. thing. Right. But it was Toothy of yeah. you. Theme to say that. Oh, okay. Sure. I'll take it's it. Toothy. It was biting? Like, too, really? I was just I don't kinda... know. I haven't decided what it means yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whatever you want uh, it So, to either way. So, if I were to cast it today. Today? Um, you today, know, today, today, I would today, actually, today. I would cast Timothy Chalamet. I don't know what that is. Uh, he's, a, he's a young man. Uh, Human? I don't know much about him. I don't know that I've seen uh, any... Of the movies that he's been in, I've just like heard of him. The so blind cast. Well, he just seems well. Like I mean, the, I heard this name. It's the can't acting be is not a tall yeah. order. Sure. Sure. <laughs> can't be worse. Just has to look similar. Exactly. So like, what? What? It, you know, it's just like who? Who looks fine? Who could you put in a uniform? And it's like, oh, you know, I was going I want, Tom Holland. I want so like, Haley Joel Osment. I get. I get Tom Holland. Yeah. And we're Tom making Holland. totally different movies. Yeah, we are. Yours makes more money. Yeah, mine's yeah, mine's, yeah. mine's bank, bring, bring <laughs> Mine gets bank. nominated. Yeah, yeah. Haley Joe and, and Sean's fat Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> <laughs> You're not fat Haley Joel Osment. He's a listener. He's uh, you know, he's no me, but well, he's good. what we will do is we'll just cast every other actor in it is fatter than he is. Yeah. Yes. It's so exactly. We got to get some really big. So Oliver really Platt plays the, the girl that he finds in the train. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And it has to get uglier from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Edward James almost is the, uh, the wife of the one, yeah. one late guy. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas yeah. Hayden church <laughs> is his mom. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why, but I saw Jesse Eisenberg maybe as oh, Alexi. Yeah. Oh, also yeah. that. Also a that. little more or, whiny. Or maybe if you want to like make A24 make the movie, Robert Pattinson. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good. No, he's Batman now. He's not A24 material. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, hey, dude, get the he money. down up. Yeah. Uh, who's playing his uh, romance? His, his, his rom- romance? His counter. Florence Pugh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, she was in uh, she was in Midsummer. Oh, okay. um, is that that's the main girl? Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she just makes that stupid fist. face for half the movie. Yeah. <laughs> or like Cara Delevingne or something. Yeah, it's got to be someone who can emote a lot with your face because there's not a lot there to 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 work with. Well, the chick from Midsummer makes that that face quite real good. Quite a bit. <laughs> She's got that one face. She works it. Yeah. <laughs> I think in Emma Stone, obviously one of the Emmas. It's always the Emmas. I think it's, no, specifically her because of the eyes. You mentioned the, uh, what's her name, Kara something? Sedgwick. She had the big eyes. I think mm. the big eyes helps a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys can let me hang but, on. Uh, that. That's yeah, fine. Derek, do you yeah. have any? Uh, who, who do you got? Carrie For Fisher? Her? No, yeah, nobody. like CGI Carrie Fisher. Nobody. You just uh, let's go with Juno. Who? Juno. Ellen Page. Yeah, that one. Ellen. <laughs> also, maybe uh, she's short. Yeah. Why not? Parker Posey. There oh, we go. Actually, I like that one. Yeah. They're younger years. Yeah, forty Liv years Tyler. ago. As the mom and sure. the train girl. Mm. <laughs> Liv Tyler. <laughs> Yeah, dope. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, young Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then Glenn that. Howerton is the soldier. So Jennifer Connelly. Uh, Aubrey Plaza can just make yeah. stupid faces at the camera. Yeah. Bradley Cooper as the girl. There and then. Uh, I mean, we got to make this thing affordable. So maybe Dave we just. Batista is the. Keep just changing them out. Each one of them gets like one yeah. scene. Yeah. And then it's well, a we, yeah, girl. yeah. Just like, yeah. Uh, just like the Imaginarium of uh, Doctor Parnassus. Yeah, just change them out. You know. Yeah, the fuck did you just say? It's a movie. It's a movie. It's the last movie Heath Ledger made before he went. Imagination. That song's not in it. Okay. Hey, Joey. So, <laughs> unfortunately, we have to go back to Sean. I, I know no one really wants to do it, but I, Sean, uh, tell us, what did this movie look like? Yeah, what did it look like, Sean? Yeah, what did it look like, like Sean? Goddamn sitcom. Get the what? brightest light with the fucking softest shit and throw it at what? everything. I also then, thought so. <laughs> some parts, yes. Some parts, no. Like, everything outside was just like, like the. I, I have my paper. I normally take notes throughout the movie. I usually, like, I have a little eight by five note card that I usually, you know, make a list pretty much down the entire Don't note card. Don't tell them how the show's made, I Sean. I have one I've fucking note on pictures. this list. The, the only note here is no contrast. This movie had no fucking contrast in the look. It had no real contrast in the story either, but that's a whole nother discussion. But, like, the, the, everything is just, like, this soft, this milky, middle grayish, gray, yeah. sort of, like, mm-hmm. blah sort of thing. Like, when it should have been intense in scenes and things should have like had some gravity and meaning to them. It was all just kind of fluffy, cloudy, gray sort of softness wrapping around everything. Yeah. It was kind of like uh, too hot, not too cold. Yeah. Yeah. The zone system without many of the zones. Well, it's the zone. <laughs> Basically. Si- it's, it's the zone system intending to get everything to neutral gray. Right. Like if, yeah. if, if, if Ansel Adams uh, intention was to make everything the same exact color of gray, then this would be, you know, close to a masterpiece. Yeah. But uh, this is just, 
Man, it's just like every, uh, yeah. I don't know if the sky in Russia is just so overcast at all times that like this is just what everything looks like on film. But uh, yeah. I think it's just representative of the like overarching lack of like compassion in this film. You know, it's just very detached from any sort of like real. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, it's the difference between like uninterested and disinterested mm-hmm. where like this movie is uninterested as opposed to actively disinterested. So like when I think of disinterested, I would think of like much more film noir, much harder sort of like these characters just don't actively don't give a fuck mm-hmm. where this movie is just like shit's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Most of it's Yeah. There's only a few like, close-ups that were like kind of like they spent time on it felt like everything they else threw a in, fucking yeah. diffusion filter on once in a while and then yeah. they threw on the diopter That's i think the, once yeah, but, yeah. yeah. they uh, threw on that uh that gradient one time too where it must have been the one day where like the sun oh. was out and it like wasn't gonna match totally. so they're like oh we'll not let it match the other way so yeah, that yeah. the sky looks super dark for some reason and the bottom of the frame is like, yeah, it's much yeah. very noticeable. I, I remember that shot. I'm not <laughs> yeah. a cinematography guy, and I remember yeah. that shot. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, and most of it was just kind of bland and blah yeah. and fucking not a whole lot going on. Like we would cut to random, like you, you'd see the close up of someone looking out the train, and then you'd cut to the shot of them looking out the train. And it was like the most blah fucking nothingness yeah. you could show people. Like, I understand that's just kind of how Russian is and depressing, but like the rest of this movie was about propaganda and like pumping up Russia. And then they just kind of show us yeah. this like sort of like nothingness of a sky and like some twigs going by. And it's just mm. okay. Yeah. Does that have to be a five second shot? This might be hipster bullshit to say, but like most of what you say is it. <laughs> Success. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very hipster move to not say it. Yes, I'm too cool for this. Mm-hmm. No, it's just, it's not a work of like, it's not, it's not a work of creativity. You know what I mean? Like it just, there's, it's not like craftsmanship. You you just don't. It doesn't feel like a movie that was made by an artist. It it feels like Shove a movie that was made like, by a producer. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, no, that and that's why it feels like propaganda. Yeah, that's and why I, it feels well, like, I think it bleeds through into the cinematography. Oh, totally. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, they weren't worried about making things dynamic. They're no, worried no. about Can I you see know. It? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, a paint yeah. by numbers movie. You exactly. Know? Yep. I will say that I, I kind of liked some of the looks of just the people. I know this sounds weird, but I loved like Captain Fishface. I loved just like seeing his close-ups mm. just because he had, you know, he's one of those guys with- he had an interesting face. Yeah, exactly. With a thousand miles on There was face. nothing That's about all. the cinematography that like amplified or de-amplified that. Maybe like, I'm, again- I think he I am, an interesting face in anyone's hands. I just think it was very sharp. Maybe that was just me. Because like, <laughs> like, hey, the focus is on. Okay. Maybe I've been seeing too many student films. Fucking sound, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. But the thing is, I don't know. It just looked nice to my yeah. uh, my basic eye. That's all. Yeah. Uh, but, basic bitch. Yeah, that's fair. I am yeah. absolutely that. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know so what, what did you guys case. think of the editing? It was there. 
I thought it was especially shitty. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought too. it was bland. I, I don't it was, know. It was, it was bland as hell, yeah. and it was like oddly vignetted in in certain areas, hmm. where like they would just have a couple of blank frames between between oh, scenes between, yeah. for no apparent reason, and it, it just seemed very amateur. I, I, there were a lot of You're like right, cut commercial blackouts, and like yeah, it just felt very um, TV right? amateur. Sure. What about the cut to black for three seconds? That was what that's literally about. what we're talking about. Yeah. Welcome to the show, oh, Joey. I'm Jesus. Sorry. If you're just joining us here on Cellular I Breakdown, we've been talking about the movie. What the fuck movie have we been talking about? Ballad of a Soldier. Ballad of a Soldier. Yeah. It was a we're Russian real good at this. Yeah. Donate to the Patreon. We'll be even better. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon slash com. Yes. That was actually our Patreon subscriber making that mistake, so we should probably forgive it. I suppose, yeah. Right. Yeah, Joey's it's fine. Forgiven. He does get some leeway. You it's can okay. come back on a trial basis. As long as you continue uh, to pay us. Yes. Cool. <laughs> as long as you up it to $5 a month. All right. Unfortunately, we have to play another game, guys. Oh, no. Get oh, hyped, God. guys. We're playing games. Okay. Um, I love it. It's called Guess the Oscar Picks. For now. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's getting really old for you. <laughs> what? No, no. I, I, okay. I mean, it's, it's older than yeah. I hear it all the time. I'm just, I was just moving on. I, I didn't think twice about it. Okay, so yep, wrong button. That was not the right button. All right, no, I was, love that button. No. That's a totally different. What show. You I love Jesus. Is that, that what you're trying? Yeah, to yeah, Can you hook me up with a laser? Blank, blank one here. <laughs> you give me. You got a lot of empty buttons here. Give me a laser. Well, find me a laser, and I'll put it on there. Fine. <laughs> Joey? Yeah. So anyways, this did win a BAFTA, which is crazy. It did. And, yeah. And, uh, it, won, it won a couple awards, I think. Yeah. It won an Oscar in 1961 for uh, screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Really? It yeah. did. The fuck? But Compelling stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How was that possible? Yeah. Like it's a, almost uh, like it's political. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Oscars? No. no. Not possible. So the problem is we've done 1961. So we're just going to skip on over to the next year. <laughs> nice. 1962, which honoring the best films from 1961, which I don't think we've done. Oh, received a Lenin Prize as well. Ooh. Ooh. In right. 1961. Vladimir Ilyichulinov. That's the, right, it's director one. and producer. Wow. So what are we doing, Joey? All right. Anyways, Jeez, I uh, fucked that up. Anywho, so we did do 1962. We're going to do a 1961. All right. Here we go. Best actress. We got Melina McCoury, Never on Sunday, Shirley MacLaine for The Apartment, Deborah Kerr, The Sundowners, Greer Garson, Sunrise at Capo Bello, and Elizabeth Taylor, Butterfield 8. The Apartment. I'm going The Apartment also. Yeah. Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine's all around. She's good. MacLaine. The answer is actually Elizabeth Taylor, guys. Mm. God dang it. Well, piss. I I figured it was either her or her. The names we know. Yeah. It's not one or the other. Well, yeah. that's usually what it is. <laughs> that's you know? why we know those names. Exactly. <laughs> this is a pretty stacked category here. We got Best Actor. Spencer Tracy, Inherit the, Rin- the Wind. Jack Lemon, The Apartment. Lawrence Olivier, The Entertainer. Burt Lancaster, Elmer Gantry. Trevor Howard, Sons and Lovers. Inherit the Wind. Jack Lemon. Mm, Spencer Tracy. The answer is Burt Lancaster. Gosh. Fuck. Well, a boy, Bert. Though. Yep. For Elmer Gantry. Elmer Gantry. I haven't seen it. Way to go, Bert. Elmer. 
Elmer Gantry. A hero named Elmer. Saw him in the leopard. Elmer, Elmer Gantry. All right. Next, next category is best director. We got Why Alfred not? Hitchcock for Psycho. Boo. Oh, God. Jack Cardiff, Sons and Lovers. Fred Zinneman, The Sundowners. Billy Wilder, The Apartment. Jules Dassin, Never on Sunday. Wilder. Wilder. Derek? Wilder also. I'm just wild Jules about Dassin Wilder. was getting yeah. it wasn't, nominations Was he not then. excommunicated by then? Uh, I guess he's back. Back maybe from yeah, because because Rafifi was fifty five. Yeah, yeah, it was fifty five. So, or maybe they were just giving. Maybe it was still. Maybe a they just film. let it go. What film was it? Did you say it was uh, Never on Sunday? Never on Sunday. Hmm. Never on Sunday. <laughs> it was about the mail. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> okay, Chick Fil A at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here we go. The big dog. Best motion picture. We got five. Sons and Lovers. Elmer Gantry, The Alamo, The Apartment. Did we get an answer? Oh. Oh, I never talked. I was about. asking which one Jules Dassin directed. Ne- ne- never on never Sunday? Never on Sunday, I told you. Oh, that. so he won? No, I'm sorry. I guess I never told you the answer. My no. bad. That's no. my fault. The fuck yeah. kind of game show? We're so hotel. good at this. Oh, my, oh God. my God. We're so good at this. Okay. I recognize that. I moved on. Relax. The answer is Billy Wilder for the apartment. You guys okay, all so got, got it right. It. Okay, nice. That's why I moved on. I thought it was boring because you all got it right. Oh. oh. Best motion picture. The Sundowners, Sons and Lovers, Elmer Gantry, The Alamo, or The Apartment? Remember The Alamo. Sundowners. I'll go apartment. Why not? The apartment is correct. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I assumed it was, but I figured just, it was yeah. too. Yeah, they they knew they just breaking the, the other ties. Ones. I just wanted you know, to say Sundowners. I wanted to say Sundowners. I just wanted to say remember the Alamo. See, now I've gotten to say it three times. Sundowners. It's four. Sundowner. Okay. Is it over? No. It's called. Oh. I mean, that's the. Yes. We, we finished the best tips. picture. Oh, for now. That's yeah. how the game works. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I forgot the game. Yeah. So do we do that this. every episode or? <laughs> it's new. It's a new one. We just came okay. up with it. Cool. Uh, all right. Let's um, go right to the next category, which is miscellaneous and errata. Uh, do you guys got anything for it? What do My you got? only note is no contrast. Okay. Derek, what do you got? Um, As far as errata goes? Yeah. I don't actually have any errata. All right. Timmer. It. I'll talk my errata out. All oh, right. do I have any errata? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's not a trick question. <laughs> Just thinking about my review. <laughs> All um, right, never mind. Yep, what's your review? No. No, not yet. We're going with the so other I did, first. I did have one thing that I don't know if we discussed, and maybe I was just daydreaming again, but yeah. I don't think we discussed the ending. Did we discuss the fact that he... We didn't discuss the story at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, should we talk about the story? You guys think that... <laughs> there should, was not... We touched a little should bit. We, about we, we touched on it. Know. Was there a story? No, there wasn't. Guy got on a train. He fucking... <laughs> gets on a train. Yeah. He goes yeah. through it's some established stuff. established in the beginning that he dies. Yeah. yeah. And so this, this unlucky bastard gets on the train. I wasn't and assuming he, he was going to die before he met his going, mom. I also thought he was going to die before he met his mom. Because didn't it say he, she hadn't seen him? Like, yeah. It did. It did imply that he never got to see her. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like bumping into her in the road. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, spoiler alert. Um, so he gets to his mother after he gets leave, goes through Russia. He, he improves the morale of his Everyone in the Russian comrades. military is really nice about it. Everybody, yeah. everybody's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. So nice. Um, and if they're not nice, you give them a Because they all have everything they need. True. 
Yeah. They want for nothing. Exactly. Except for canned meat. They weren't hungry at the time. At except all. for canned meat. Canned Which meat. I, U.S. I, meat. I would eat that. Mm-hmm. It looked good. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with canned meat. canned meat? Yeah. What kind of meat? Who knows? Either way. Um, yeah, so he eventually gets to his mom, but it took him longer than expected, so he has to turn around right away and leave. And yep. then it says that he, like, it just kind of glorifies him and then it's over. Yep. That's it. So basically, from the beginning, you know he's going to die, so it removes all of the tension. Yes. Pretty much. Because um, you don't need tension. Yeah. Actually, weird, weirdly, it deflates tension that actually should be there. Correct. Because he doesn't die through the course of this. He just, like, dies in some later unrelated yeah. thing. Like, yeah. it's, you know, has nothing. Like, if you didn't tell us that, although, like... Does knowing that he died increase the tension? Because you think you're like waiting for him to die at some point. I guess. And then like when you get to the end, he doesn't well, I mean, die. And they, that's a surprise. Maybe they didn't shoot. They forgot to. Oh, guys, we forgot to shoot the death scene. That's Let's okay. I got a plan. <laughs> I got a plan. I got a plan. We'll say he dies. And then at the end, we'll be like, yeah, he died off screen, by the way. Yeah. yeah. We got gotcha. Everyone tried. dies at some yeah, point. Not yeah. in this movie, though. This ends our story. You know, it's the guy's life story only of this tiny moment yeah but he got to say goodbye to his mom should be an intermezzo cool yeah cool cool i guess yeah Yeah, that's That's like pyrrhic victory like he spends you know five days on a train to like spend a minute not fixing the roof Mm-hmm. It made me actually think of when I was a camp counselor and the parents came and visited the kids for one day during mm-hmm. the summer and the kids ended up much fucking more wrecked that day. It was almost like it was worse to come and see their parents for one moment. Like, cause when their oh, parents the left, emotion, it's leaving again. It was the, the worst heartbreak. And, yeah. yeah. It was like a double heartbreak for these kids. So mm-hmm. it made me think like, we watched the mom suffer horribly yeah. like twice here. We like just got over getting the separation and now we're going to reintroduce it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little, a little harsh for the I mama. Did. It was rough. Yeah. Mm. Um, I have a tiny review. Um, tiny. The most interesting review I could find. Nice. Um, this is from Letterboxd. It's uh, Aldo. It's where uh, the crazies hang out. Elizalde wrote back in August 29th of last year. Uh, gave it a four and a half star Review. Out of five? Four and a half star rating. Yes. Out of five. Four and a half. Um, The review is as follows. Why? Thus concludes the review. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't know how that's a four and a half star review for one. And two. It's a decent review. (laughs) Yeah. Why what? Like why watch this? Why Why was this the way life was why did he not like just forget about the mom and go with the girl they're all valid questions not just stay with the mom and like you know because they all seem really nice i don't think they were going to track him down and kill him you know (laughs) at least not in this movie they weren't Mm -mm. in real life yes they probably would but not in this movie you know yeah so no because everybody's nice in this movie more like the pink army Yeah. Maybe that guy like wrote like a super thoughtful like review yeah. and then accidentally like deleted most of it, deleted the entire yeah. thing. And he's just like, mm. why? And then yeah, it's probably his enter and like destroys yeah. his computer. I think that, or, or maybe it highlighted everything other than the why, 
You see, so he's oh. going. So he went. Why is this my favorite movie of all time? I'll explain to you. And then yeah. it's like a three-page document. Yeah. And then yeah. just, <laughs> over the next roughly eight thousand characters, <laughs> I will explain to you. Uh, okay, is that, is that all? Was that our only review? Oh, wonderful. That's, yeah, Why? That's, that's the best. Well, yeah. To be honest, because there were no like one-star reviews. There were like a, some five-star reviews. And then there That's were like just a most lot of, of the people that have seen reviews. this movie probably aren't allowed to dissent against it. Yeah, exactly. It could be, and it could be so kind of so far yeah. off the beaten. Oh, you know what? That's actually no. Yeah. I got it. Why is the only unredacted word? In that? <laughs> <laughs> probably so. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You must love this film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Speaking of loving it, we have to find out how much we love this movie. Yeah, so we're gonna rate of love. We're gonna rate it in our own personal rating system. Yeah, everyone's got their own. We're all little snowflakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, first up on to bat, we're gonna go to Sean. Actually, Uh-oh. turn. Uh, Sean Fall. Um, I'm gonna go with two out of five stars. Um. Just on the other side of bad, our other side of mediocre into bad. Huh. Um, this is, uh, no one really needs to see this unless you're like studying propaganda. Um, other than that, it's pretty, pretty fucking blah. A dude gets on a train and a lot of nothing happens. And he like almost kisses a girl and then like he probably dies a virgin. Go Russia. Mm. Is that accounting for your your minus one star for? Oh fuck no! Actually, See, yeah, I didn't. So it should be a one star. Actually, a lot of one star. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, Glad yeah. I talked you down. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Was, you know the thing is the dialogue was so simplistic that the reading wasn't mm. in, even like a chore here. It was so like that's a, a plus. It for was Sean. like yeah, it was like a C Dick run book. I'm sorry. Do you mean the Academy Award winning dialogue that you're speaking? <laughs> exactly. That's true. Yes. The Academy <laughs> Award winning dialogue. The soap is a delicacy. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Derek, I that soap was cheese initially. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it would have been way more um, exciting, especially when she started eating it. Yeah. I'm gonna go five. Yeah, out of twelve. Yeah. Just on the bad side of good. But just why? On the bad side of good. Okay. Um, just because uh, there are um, we're gonna see a bunch better Russian war films than this. Um, yes. later. Probably. And, uh, and that's why, I mean, it's still like, it's competently made. Are there any Russian non-war films? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot of real good ones that aren't Eastern, Eastern Promises. Yeah, I know Battleship Potemkin, and then that's also not a Russian film. <laughs> not a Russian film. Well, there's quite a lot of violence in that film. Yeah, very violent movie. It's not a war film. <laughs> <laughs> Mafia guys killing each other in a sauna. Yeah. yeah, no big deal. Actually, that scene is amazing. That is an amazing it scene. Is. It's a good yeah. scene. Yeah. Vigo okay. hangs dong, man. <laughs> committed. Dude, committed. Hangs dong. Vigo hangs dong. That's man. impressive. I mean, whenever you hang dong in a movie, uh, you know, props, yeah, props absolutely. to you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> when I hang dong in a movie, it's impressive. 
He said that uh, he he would go out with his tattoos uh, during the filming of that movie and like try to eat lunch or something, and like older Russian people would like know what his tattoos were supposed to signify, <laughs> and were, would be terrified of him. Like would would totally try to stay away from him. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. All right, uh, cool. <laughs> thanks. Would you like a box of chocolate as well? I would. Uh, so I'm gonna rate this a. Five out of ten? You know, no, fuck that. Four out of ten. Yeah. Four out of ten. This is a below average advice. Yeah, I think I agree with Sean. This should only be watched when studying propaganda. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, I think. It's just, yeah, a guy making his way home to his mommy. Uh, and he gets to go through some trials and tribulations. Uh, yeah, it's very uh, Odyssey-like. You know, he has to you know save some kids, prove himself. He's a good guy. He gets the girl. Not really. They just nuzzle for a while. It's boring. It's the hero's journey without a hurdle and without a change and without like anything. He's just a, he's a good guy throughout. He's a good guy and he starts. He's a good guy at the end. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. It's basically yeah. Luke Skywalker if he never heard about the Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, He'd go to Tashi Station and then be. Then he would have joined yeah. the Galactic Starfleet. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Wait, so he got his power converters. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he joined the Galactic <laughs> Starfleet. And that was the last time Uncle Owen ever saw him. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, at least Luke power. got to. Oh, yeah, Luke didn't even get to see his parents before he. No. Well, they were his aunt and uncle. Oh, yeah, and his uncle. Yeah. Oh, right. Still is, you know. Yeah. Good shit, right? Yeah. Uncle Owen, Uncle Owen. Oh, okay. Um, so anyways, uh, I I, I want to end this podcast, but I'm nervous that Tim is going to make a joke. And I, I also haven't gotten to rate this movie. Yeah, yeah he you, hasn't rated the movie yet. Oh. Man, Jesus, you're a real piece man. of shit. Just skipping the rating. Skip I didn't rating. mean to. Maliciously. Tim. He just hates you. Well, either way, again, he's a Patreon subscriber. Let's this movie. This movie is is cold French fries from the drive-through. Yeah, because mm. I was looking for a treat, and it was yeah. my time. Yeah, and I could pick. Yeah, it was your cheat day. Yeah. Honestly, wasted hotness was very accurate. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Continuing on. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm still going to eat it, you know, it's yeah. fine. I just, like, I was really disappointed in this movie. It was, you know, it's just, it's forgettable Russian propaganda. It's pointless. Um, Bland. Yeah, I don't, I I was initially, like, excited thinking, like, oh, yeah, Chukre did all these other movies. And I don't know that I'll be watching any more of his films now because it's just mm. like, oh, I get you. I, I see exactly like just there's there's nothing for me here, you know, because I was really I was looking for uh, a, a more philosophical film, a, a film that kind of asks some questions about mm. about stuff. Um, and I absolutely didn't get it. So it was just a real bummer, man. Cold French fries. Yeah. Cold French fries. Derek, was this the first movie that we've done that you hadn't seen? Um, I'll have to think back. I think so. Is it really? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Hmm. Did, did that change your experience dork, at all? Huh? Um, no, not, not really, I don't mm. think. Um, I mean, 
probably if I had seen this before, I, I wouldn't. You would have stopped us from watching I, it. I would have said maybe <laughs> maybe that's not one we should watch. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, you were excited about it too. I was excited. Yeah, I thought I thought well because I mean it's it's kind of up there with like, when they talk about. You know, they talk about Tarkov, like most of the reviews that I found that were positive were like talking about like, oh, this one's like, you know, just a few years before that other, tar before the Tarkovsky film. And it's going to, you know, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know? Was, yeah. So um, maybe that Tarkovsky film really sucks. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. I, yeah. Cause that's the, I, it's the only Tarkovsky film I, I've yet to watch. Will mm. tell? Time will yeah. tell though. But yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tim, I am curious though. Where, did you so, find this on a list or something, or did someone recommend this to you? You know, I was looking up. I was. <laughs> Who I did this to us? I looked at a grandmaster list of of all the films made in Russia in the nineteen oh, fifties, and I was just pick, pick, picking through, and I wanted to find something that seen. You know, like I, I, I wanted to find something that that was for me a little bit. Uh, you know, I wanted to find something that was kind of like gloomy and uh, no, just observational and mm. and you know something that you you're asking more questions than you're just telling people answers right kind on. of thing. Um, and, and you uh, got propaganda. And man, <laughs> I really didn't window shop well because this movie sucks dicks. Um, not that no. we're against sucking dick here at the it's podcast not, network. Oh my goodness. No, absolutely. Yeah. Not. No, 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 no. It's no, interesting. No, no. Cause there's the, there's the other one that comes from this time, which is apparently much more anti-war. Uh, the cranes are flying. Is the name of the film? I want to get out ahead of that and apologize. Um, yeah. For and being a crass piece of shit. <laughs> really? You've never apologized before. Sorry. Uh, what? Which one? Well, you know, mm. after 59 <laughs> or so, you know. Floors. <laughs> Floors. <laughs> it's got to come to an end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it happened. Who, who have I become? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, next week. Next week. Uh, it's Sean. 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 Sean's are pick. Yeah. Are we doing picks or, or are we doing Rex or? Oh, oh! I mean, next oh, week. I'm next sorry. Week next picks. week, then Rex. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm still on the bedtime for Bonzo Train. Um, I want to see me some Reagan, and uh, that's the only one I've ever heard of. And it's like the butt of jokes, and I want to know what the punchline is. Okay, that's okay. the best defense that I've heard. Yep, so far. <laughs> it is so far. Why you want to watch it? Like that is that is genuine curiosity. And now I don't want to shit on it so much. <laughs> But I was going to say, he's got to be in a fucking Western. We like Westerns. I hate Don't Westerns. Don't put me through fucking bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> it's my choice. I hate Westerns. It's fine. It's your choice. It's your choice. Fucking Reagan. Yes. <laughs> your body, your apartment. Hmm. Yeah, I'm worried a little bit about the uh, abuse coming to Bonzo, but okay. Well, yeah. you know, because wonder, in order to put him to bed, they had to drug him, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. that's yeah. the end of, yeah, the end of this yeah. thing is... Reagan shoving drugs yeah. down a monkey's mouth. Well, the whole credit <laughs> sequence basically... is all just outtakes of Ronald Reagan putting an ether rag up to a Reagan's head. <laughs> <laughs> so, one day I'll be president. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. We like that. Peter was just bitching about the dog Anybody in the Tarantino movie. So, you know, I'm sure you can find fault with anything. Yeah. yeah what about the woman treatment? Just allowing no, the just ether the to just trickle the dog. down That's all they care through about. the okay. rag. 
They they cared about the fact that they the care about the Uma Thurman like driving thing. No, no, just that the uh, the pit bulls were you know um, improperly portrayed. Do you know Uma Thurman has a daughter? Yes, oh. everyone kind of in America knows that right now. Ouch! Because wow. she's in the Stranger Things, Man. new Stranger Things season, and she's mm. also in the film that. What a well-timed. She's in Stranger Things for me. It was said. Is Stranger Things your recommendation? Hmm? No. <laughs> no. Not at all. It's okay. It's first, okay. First season's good. It's fine. First it's, I liked good. it better than the second season. Yeah, yeah. Second season sucks. But I actively disliked the second season, yeah. and I thought that this one was fine. Yep. I, I honestly like the best part of this season for me was the, the meme of uh, everybody in that 70s show was in the basement, and only Eric didn't have a girlfriend, but they were all dressed up like... Uh, the, from you know this is a good landing. One. This isn't landing. landing. It's a lot of mixed references there. <laughs> well, luckily we're an hour and twenty three minutes in, mm. so no one's listening anymore. Yeah, it's true. That's a good thing. Uh, recommendation time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what's good? Nothing. Do you guys know what's good? The British History Podcast. It's the British History Podcast with Jamie Jeffers. I haven't had an opportunity to listen to it lately. Yeah, mm. maybe it's not busy. good anymore. Maybe you should stop recommending. I've been camping it. a lot. <laughs> I also recommend camping. Camping's, camping's good. <laughs> That's a good rec. Yeah, I recommend the, the book that the book that uh, that Tim's reading. Oh, the, the idiot. idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, read if it, you've got a spare uh-huh. couple of years. Yeah, yeah. If you, you know. haven't read it, you're a dummy. Yeah. Mm. If you haven't read it, fuck you. Mm. It's good to read it because there's a lot of people who say that they've read it because, like. They get to pretend like they're really smart. Yeah. I believe that it takes a certain and person. Like it, I it, think it does. I yeah. really, I, I, uh, so I've been reading the book for an, ins- like an obscene amount of time, like a, a really stupid amount of time I've been reading this book. And I really enjoy, I enjoy reading it. It's just work. Mm. You know, it's, it's very dense and it's, you know, it's like a lot of, um, it's, it's a, an observational tale on, uh, like, you know, mid 19th century Russian high society. So it's it's dense and there's a lot of shit going on and it's all conversations <laughs> and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so you know it's just thick. It's hard and, to get. And as to, you're reading but, it, you're not sure really where it's going. You know, some no, some books you're like, no okay, idea. here's what the hero is gonna do. You kind of get an idea that you have no idea. Like suddenly it'll just be a twenty thirty page like dinner. Yeah. Right where they're just talking about uh, the state of Russia at that time. Yeah, and liberalism. Um, yeah. And Sounds it, horrible. And it's always, it's, it's I, I really like though. it. I really it like it. It's fascinating. It's, it's fascinating. Mm. And it's fascinating from like a, an anthropological. Right on. Like aspect or like, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever that's the a, word. That's a thing. And um, probably the female character and it's like one of the greatest characters ever but in Nat- anything. Yeah. Natasha Filipnova. Yeah. Natasha. Natasha Filipnova. Filipnova. See, I read that Filipovna. differently. I never heard Natasha it. Natasha Filipovna. Oh, he, I've, never, he's, I've read he's, it differently. He's listening to the audio books. No, no, he's no, 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 no. I'm just real fucking smart. I'm like <laughs> real fucking smart. You just go, you put it into Google. No, Derek, like, Derek. Google look, Translate. Derek, like off Derek, the charts. Press, Derek, the, fucking, press the speaker button. Derek, I'm real fucking smart. Real smart. Real fucking smart. But yeah, he's reading the idiot. He's yeah, got to be smart. He's right in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> right in the middle of it. Same book for three years. Same book for three years. <laughs> I have so many other books I want to read, too. 
I really it's it's so that. it's keeping you from finishing or or even starting other books. Oh, oh, absolutely. Because I refuse to not finish the book. A, I really like it. I just don't have the time or the mental energy. Right. You know. So you're at like a this party. Broken bullshit society we live in has drained me such that I have no energy. You should. You to should take in. You should high also literature. refuse to do other things that you like before you finish reading it, such as play video games, such as go camping. It's true. Maybe you can't go camping till you finish it. Yeah, that'll get it done. Yeah, yeah. I'll get on it. Then you'll get done. Yeah, it's called the commitment device. I want to like uh-huh. my life, Derek. Well, Not yeah, until you're done after with the book. you read the book. That's how you get things you read done. The book. That's how you get things done is you, you know, you deprive yourself. No. Yeah. yeah. No. It's all about responsibilities. I don't give Isn't a fuck. camping deprivation kind of depriving yourself? Yeah. Also, you not really he enjoy it very much. Say, you know, book will fit in your yeah. Well, you could read there, but clearly that's not working. I've tried to read. Well, no, there were a lot of bugs out the one time that I brought that's a book. Because they land on I brought the book. No, they land on me. Don't cover it in honey. Yeah, don't let them read your book. You don't want them to know what's going on. Don't cover it in honey. Don't cover your book in honey. I'm absolutely covered in bug bites right now, too. Yes. Bugbear Chase. He looks okay. What? Audience. He doesn't look that bad. I mean, he doesn't look that bad, just to be honest. Mm. Fuck you guys. I'm really itchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he says so he's itchy. Tim recommends calamine lotion. Yeah. Calamine lotion. I'm going to uh, recommend I don't, I don't like uh, The Art of Self-Defense. Um, oh, did you see that? Yeah. Decent little, is that Michael Sarah movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse, same difference. Uh, nerdy white dudes. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> They're interchangeable. It doesn't really matter. Uh, still a decent movie, kind of fight clubby with, uh, you know, a little bit more awkwardy nerdiness going on. Um, the other one I'd recommend is The, the Farewell, which is the- uh, Oh, the, have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. That's a decent one as well. Oh, that looks so good. Um, I was listening to this thing on NPR the other day talking about it. Yeah, apparently it's a true story and, you know, it's based on her going back and saying goodbye to her grandmother without telling her grandmother that the grandmother has cancer. Um, lots of subtitles in that movie too, but still a uh, a good good movie and like, um, yeah, I don't really want to spoil anything, yeah. but it's, yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Um, also I saw the, depending on where you are, the public is coming back to theaters. So check that one out. Hmm. The public. That's the one, uh, with Christian, not uh, Emilio Estevez as a uh, librarian. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> what? Um, it's actually a pretty cool story where the, um, uh, it's in Cincinnati and the, um, homeless people in the area are looking for somewhere because it's a super cold night in the middle of winter and all of the uh, shelters are full. So they just start like kind of taking over the library and like using it as a de facto shelter. And then like, you know, kind of like becomes a hostage sort of situation. Oh, but wow. like, yeah. And he's just the whole movie like, shh. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Shh. Hey, shh. <laughs> Can you keep this hostage thing down, please? Yep. That's a good enough. Thank you. When was that movie? Tim's trying to finish the made? idiot. Keep it. Yeah. yeah. Shh. Shh. Uh, it was doing festivals. It, I saw it at AMC in like December or January ish. Okay, so um, it's recent. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, I think it's just kind of one of those like slow trickle in the theaters. Like, when was the last time I saw something with Emilio Estevez in it? Oh, exactly. But yeah, uh, he young like, guns. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he wrote well, and directed and, and produced too. it. And that's true. So that's true. Forgot it's about a small indie. 
What was that? I'm sorry, Sean. He wrote, directed, and produced. It oh, was sorry. a small indie that, like, he's, oh, okay. like, setting up his own film yeah, studio he thing did the, the last movie he did before that was The Way, right? Uh, maybe. I know he did with- X-Rated, and one of my favorites, Men at Work. Um, well, those were all way before. Yeah, yeah way, way before. In the, in the I get him times. confused with Lou Diamond Phillips a lot. That's racist. No, that is, that's not. Is that's not. That's not. Somehow, I'm just talking about the movies. It is somehow. I don't know not. how it is. It's the estimate. I don't know how it is, yeah. but it is, it is somehow. Not. It is All not. right. Joey, you got any recs? Uh, no, I can't really think of anything I'm watching. I really apologize. I don't watch yeah. a lot of Do Kundalini Yoga, uh, replay Red Dead Redemption. Oh, okay. Don't replay it. Summer does suck. I've gotten it's, to the point where I've seen everything. If you wait long enough, it's fine. Yeah. I yeah. I haven't been going to the movies recently. I've been mm. I've gotten tickets for stuff. I just you like just keep buying tickets and not showing up. Just yeah, to feel well, like I buy gonna... tickets and then I fall asleep in your space. <laughs> uh you know what I re- actually did what recently watch is The Fog of War, but the Errol Morris documentary. Oh, oh interesting. Well. I really like it. How was that? It's good. It's yeah. good. Uh, and it's got interesting music. It's Philip Glass, so it's his very... uh his his uh Gates of Heaven is my favorite documentary. Oh really? Of all I, time. What is that about? It's about pe- a pet cemetery. Oh. It's it's the most it's the most profound statement on humanity ever made, in my opinion. Um, Werner Herzog ate his shoe over it. Oh yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's it's my very it's my very favorite documentary film. It's what like kind of sparks my idle interest in making documentary films. And if you donate to the Patreon, maybe I could afford to. Um, you could see the documentary about me. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I want to make a, a 72 hour observational nature documentary about Sean and his natural <laughs> habitat. I'd watch. We're going to shoot in black and white. Ironically, most of it's just going to be him watching YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He might rage a little bit just for the camera. Yeah. You rage know. a little bit. Yeah. And just, then you know, for the he'll camera. Play it, yeah. He'll play it up big. Yeah. That's true because any study changes when you're studying it. True. Mm. Observation, yeah, it's true. Observer effect, it's part of part of science. Mm-hmm. Science. That's why, like, science I'm gonna guys. slowly start like installing tiny hidden cameras around your apartment every time I come here. You can just tap into the ones that are already there. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, will you let Elon Musk put a chip in your brain? That is tempting. That's a text um, before calling episode. Yeah, that is. I just wanted a one-word answer. <laughs> Tempting. Okay, I'll take it. it toothy. Yeah, toothy. Toothy. Nobody can match his his dulcet tone. No. Yeah. Not even his daddy. Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Celluloid Breakdown. Yeah, thanks for hanging. I'm glad you made it this far, because holy cow. Honest to goodness, yeah. God bless you. So thank you to uh, uh, Joey's mom. Yep. Uh, Joey. Maybe Sasha. Uh, Sean's going to have to listen to this to edit it. Maybe. Sasha will probably listen to it. Yeah. Maybe Brian Hayes yeah, might maybe. listen to it. A uh, uh, few bots, probably. A couple of bots. To archive our voices and try and identify Hopefully they're Russian. All the, all the people mm. that are monitoring Sean. Yeah. Yeah. CIA, NSA. Yeah. 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 And I'm on a couple of lists, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, be sure to check out all the shows on the Fawcast Network. We got yeah. the Power Tinkering, the Going Down in South Park, the Text Before Calling, Literary, Literary, and uh, Wild Wild West World. 
Um, you can go to the Patreon slash Fallcast, patreon.com slash Fallcast to donate and uh, make sure you pick out what show you are donating to because, you know, representation matters and what you want to hear is, I assume, what you're paying for. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and if you'd like to see our beautiful faces, you might donate enough for us to... Actually, yeah. Which formats show up at your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do it. Yeah, we'll or just we'll show, show up, up at, at your house. Your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll steal your internet. And- Stay overnight. Yep. Use your internet and ask to use the stove at yep. like an obscenely late time. Mm. Yeah. Well, what also, we, we're gonna cook fish. Food. We're gonna we're yeah. Stove no, we're fish. making lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do. We're cheese. making lasagna. Stove. It's like stove fish. fish. Fish lasagna with hey, stove. Fish. I don't want to wake you up, but like we found some ricotta and. Uh, <laughs> Cool if we use this? We're going to use the stove. Right? No, that's part of the deal. You know, you're going to, we're going to go all the way there. That We, we, yeah. we got to have whatever's out of the fridge. Yeah. It's yeah. just a standard podcast. Would you, guys, yeah. would you guys eat like a turkey stuffed with Totino's pizza rolls? Fuck yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you I think, in a second. How do you think you'd cook it? It's that? like a poor man's turducken. Honest to goodness. You microwave it. Yeah. With like supreme pizza rolls? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that was the correct there's answer. There's got to be something else, like maybe a Pringles crust. Like there, there needs a, another a Dorito, a Dorito, Dorito crust. Dorito crust. Yeah, that's more mm. white trashy. Mm. But what Cool Ranch or um, no original? No, no, no. Tapatio. Tapatio. Oh, that's, no, that's too high class. Yeah, that's what, yeah. what are we doing here? We're buying. We're actually going to the store to buy something for this. Come on. Right, Where cool do you ranch. get your turkeys? No, I found backyard on the, on the side of the road. <laughs> what are you talking about? Derek's Roadkill Cafe. That's it. Yeah. You kill them, we grow them. Yep. That was a t-shirt. <laughs>